0: Hello, this is Manish, and before we start our show this week, I wanted to speak about the events that have happened here in my hometown of Tucson, Arizona. Many of you know who listen to the show regularly, I live here, and last Saturday, a gunman opened fire on a crowd at a Safeway at a Congress on Your Corner event, shooting my congresswoman, Gabrielle Giffords, point-blank in the head killing six people and wounding almost a dozen others. This event has been really tragic and caused a lot of grief in this town. There are vigils and funerals and a variety of things happening here, and it's been kind of tough. I grew up here, and this particular event is personal for me. I graduated class of 1988 University High School, and one of my classmates is Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords. She is a friend of mine. She's a wonderful person. I have been a supporter of her campaign, and while we may not agree all the time, I am unbelievably proud that she is my congresswoman. It has been a difficult week, to say the least. However, the support that's coming in from around the country and around the world has been unbelievable. She's doing very, very well, and I just wanted to take a moment out. To acknowledge the fact that, yes, for those of you who know, I do live here. Yes, it did affect us, but we will go on and we will heal and we will do a great job. Because as I know, Gabby, that's what she has always done. So enjoy the show and thank you for listening. Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things Puerh. So, today we're sitting at the Seven Cups Tea House, owned by Austin and Juping Hodge. And aside from being taken to school about all the different things that I didn't know about Puerh correctly, we're going to get some of that cleared up today. But I have the distinct pleasure of having Juping on the show to talk a little bit about Puerh tea. Shuping, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: You can notice that she has a, a little bit of an accent, so we're gonna work through that a little bit, but as many of you know, she is probably the number one reason I've gotten to this point in my knowledge about tea, so I'm pretty grateful for, for her instruction. So we spoke a lot about Puerh last week, but I didn't get into the history of Puerh. Can you tell us a little bit more about where it comes from, and maybe the history leading up to today, how it's sort of developed.
1: Okay, the Puer, the, this uh, be- meaning is uh, a village surrounded by a creek.
0: So, the meaning of the word Puer is a village that is surrounded by a creek. Yes. Now that's a lot of that's a lot of meaning for one word, but I guess that language there is a very descriptive one, yeah?
1: Yes, because uh, this uh, poor this uh, pronunciation came from the local minority people. So there are few different uh, minority people live around the poor this uh, area. And they live in the mountains? But they were making tea uh, in, uh, in the mountain, then carrying the tea down from the mountain, trade in the Pu'er this town. So the Pu'er uh, in the history is just a trading area, trading marketing, uh, for the people purchase uh, Pu'er tea.
0: So the village of Pu'er is really a major trading center for a lot of the minority people from that area who live in the mountains. Then they come down to this village with a beautiful creek to trade their goods.
1: Yes, and the, there are famous. Uh, there are six famous. Uh, the mountain grows an uh, ancient uh, tree, surrounded the poor. Even now, those uh, mountains' uh, uh, materials, tea, steel, are uh, very rare and uh, expensive.
0: Six mountains, and that stuff is hard to get to. I imagine it's very remote.
1: The, the big mountain, very hard. Even now, hard to drive up to, uh, to see those uh, ancient tree, to visit uh, minority people, how to make the uh, tea. Even now, today.
0: So, do we know when production of Pu'er started, or what's its origin originally?
1: The, on the records, they are talking about back to more than thousands of years. Uh, they uh, they know uh, the Pu'er, uh, they started to produce a tea. Um, but uh, uh, for sure they started treating the uh, treated the tea from that area uh, more than a few hundred years and especially the Qing dynasty, poor tea started becomes uh, well known because by employer uh, who they loves this uh, particular tea, they made poor tea into a uh, turbid tea about in 18th century.
0: So in the 18th century the Qing dynasty, the Emperor in the main part of China uh-huh. found this tea to be amazing and made it part of the larger tribute teas. And in that time a lot of the famous teas and a lot of the great teas from all over China were brought to the Emperor as a sign of respect and uh, they were called tribute teas and then Pu'er became part of that. So really it doesn't become famous outside of that its own area in Yunnan until say the end of the eighteenth century, is yes. that correct? Okay. Yes. And yeah. since then?
1: Um since then the forty uh, even was mentioned in many famous Chinese novel book, talking about how people love and especially uh, high-class people, their family always have some poor tea to help digestion you know, after the dinner they always serve some of this uh, very special tea. For Chinese, they have the older system, always give the best tea to the employer, so they call it tribute tea. So in that time uh, the, the poor tea uh, started to become well known uh, in inside of China. Before that, they sell some tea inside of China. Also, they uh, sold a lot to around the poor area, which like uh, India, Tibet, uh, they, they carry the tea a lot to sell to that area a lot.
0: So really, it's grown in popularity recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've mentioned the fact that uh, a lot of people Started serving it after dinner because it was good for digestion. Well, we're going to get into more about why people should drink puer when we come back, we're talking about some of the health benefits and maybe some other great things that you can have drinking a cup of puer. We're going to continue our conversation with Zhu Ping when we come back on the other side of the break. You're listening to Steeping Around. <music>
2: A challenge. Go to your cupboard, dig out a tea bag, cut the top off of it, and pour its contents onto your kitchen table. What do you see? Anything more than dust? You're generally looking at the bottom of the barrel tea leaves, the crumbs that fall from the thick whole beautiful leaves that the Maya Tea Company uses. Did you know that you can greatly improve the quality of your tea by switching to whole leaf tea without spending one extra dime? Each pound of Maya Tea Company's decadent loose-leaf teas brews about 150 individual cups of tea, and you have an extensive variety of types and flavors to choose from. Would you like a green or a black tea? And how about flavored with raspberry or vanilla? The possibilities are endless with the Maya Tea Company. Plus, you can save an extra 15% on your purchases by typing the word "steep" into the coupon code at checkout. See for yourself at www.mayatea.com. That's m-a-y-a-t-e-a.com, and enter the word "steep."
0: We're back here at Steeping Around. I'm your host, Manish Shah, and today we are speaking with Zhupeng Hodge about puer tea. Last week, when we spoke about when I like to drink puer, I was particularly focused on having puer tea after lunch, particularly after having Mexican food for lunch and going into a sort of a lunch coma and feeling better. And we want to talk a little bit about the health benefits of puer. One of the things that is unusual is the region that Pu'er grows in, their diet is a little different than what you might get in other parts of the country, in particular China, and Puerh tea plays a pretty big role in keeping those people healthy, is that correct?
1: Uh, yes, and um, make example, people live in Tibet and the Mongolia's, they, um, their, their daily support nutrition they very much depends on Puerh tea, and uh, they particularly drink uh, green Puerh a lot. Every meal,
0: and something that you told me earlier, they don't have a lot of vegetables in their diet because they're mostly nomadic, right? Uh,
1: because they um, move around, you know, how uh, they got to raise their sheep or horse or or yak, uh, and uh, so cold, uh, live in those place, so they got to eat uh, the the rich food like um, like uh, um, the meat and uh, butter from the yak. Uh, or, or the sheep, um, so they they need something for help the digestion. Uh, so they, uh, for their practice, they uh, drink a lot of poor tea. Uh, and uh, the research in China uh, said they drink uh, even five more times the tea than mainland of Chinese. So you can mention how much tea is you pour eating every day? Five
0: times more tea than mainland Chinese. That's a lot of tea. That's a lot of tea. But the fact is is that if it can help my digestion after having Mexican food, I'm pretty certain that it could probably help those guys in the cold having to have uh, butter made from yak's milk and whatnot, which is probably pretty fatty. Now, you also talked about, when we were speaking earlier, the fact that Pu'er tea was originally considered an old person's tea, Several years ago, maybe two or three decades ago, but now that 's changed what 's changed in China that people now are looking at poor tea in a different way
1: like you mentioned in the old day back to the couple of decades, most people were seeing that poor tea is old people 's day because it felt very good after the drink of the poor tea, their tummy feels good they don 't catch a uh, sick very much, but later, as uh, young people started join too because uh, especially from the after 2000s. Uh, there are lots of people uh, drink the poor tea. They heard a lot of good benefits. And uh, in China, they have uh, a few action about the aged poor tea. Uh, so make it uh, very special.
0: So it was these auctions and mm-hmm. all of this information that was coming out about mm-hmm. poor tea that kind of pushed it to become more popular around all of China.
1: Exactly. Also, there are many research inside of China about the benefits of the poor tea, uh, how good for this, that. Huh? The, in the old day, Chinese just practice our body, you know, feels good, huh? that's it. Uh, but now, the report's talking about the why it's good for different uh, uh, problems. Uh, and make an example, uh, now if people have a tummy problem, uh, they very much like to use uh, black poor tea to help. Uh, because now they find why, because there are lots of good microbes, just like uh, yogurt, to help uh, make your tummy more soothing. Uh, they also, some reports uh, came from the other country, like uh, French. Uh, they even find out uh, how uh, how good is uh, aged uh, poor tea to help like, uh, lower cholesterol, uh, to help those kind of problems? Uh, so, the old day we call it uh, older people's tea just because uh, when we're getting older, we have uh, like uh, blood more hypertension. Uh, yeah. yeah, more sensitive. Uh, our too, organ yeah. uh, is, uh, uh, we got to help make our organ more strong and helps like uh, blood uh, uh, cholesterol, high blood pressure, those kind of uh, problems.
0: So oftentimes it just seems to be that a lot of the things that are medicinal in our world come from the fact that it made people just feel good over the years. Mm-hmm. And then the scientific evidence follows. I know that there's scientific evidence in China, mm-hmm. some that's even being done here and, of course, in France that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing, though, we, we know the popularity of pu'er has increased not only here but also in China because they're starting to eat more Western diet as the Chinese are becoming more wealthy, and so forth, things are getting richer, more oil, more fat, and they're turning to what they know best in terms of their traditional medicine to help solve some of those problems. And a lot of that is pu'er, which is probably, and she and I know this, but the price of pu'er has kind of jumped a little bit here and there because of the increased demand and the health benefits for the people in China, as well as around the world. I know a lot of people here take pu'er for some of their ailments, especially those that are stomach-related. When we come back, we are going to answer our question of the week which is about pu'er. I got called out a little bit for a few things that I said last week, and uh, Xu Ping is going to help me answer our question of the week when I come back.
2: Hi, this is Sarah with the Maya Tea Company. If you've been steeping around with Manish Shah, you've likely heard me on random radio commercials. Although I'm sure I could have had you fooled. No, I'm not a professional radio presence. Actually, I work alongside your host, Manish, during the Monday to Friday 9 to 5, pushing paper and paying bills. And like most of us 9 to 5-ers, I require a daily dose of caffeine. Luckily for me, working in the tea business, there's no shortage of caffeinated teas to choose from. But I generally stick to my two favorites, yerba mate and pu'er tea. Yerba Mate is strong and grassy, while pu is earthy and robust. When it comes to flavor, these teas couldn't be any more different. But I can depend on both of these to keep me on the edge of my seat, which is really a necessity when you work with a guy like Manish. You can find these wonderful teas, Yerba Mate and pu on our website available for sale, but that's not all. Check out the blog section of MayaTea.com for a blog written specifically on each of them by yours truly. You'll find a variety of other blogs there as well. That's right, Maya Tea Company isn't just about selling great tea, it's all about education and community. So if you like what you've heard on Steeping Around, you're sure to love what you're going to find on MayaTea.com. And if you type the word steep into the coupon code, you can save 15%. Cheers! Cheers!
0: Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Minis Shah, and we are talking all things Puer. Apparently I did a very poor job of describing Puer to you last week because I got an email that deserves a little answer. It's sent to us by Cindy and she writes, Steeping Around, did you say that Puer takes ten years to ferment? No wonder it's expensive. I doubt any of your listeners can afford $30,000 for a cup of tea, although you were not clear what cost $30,000. A cup? A pound? A boatload? Also, you said it was delicious, but that we should wash it well to get the mold and stuff off the leaves. Yuck. With all the great teas out there, why would anyone want to wait 10 years to pay $30,000 for molding tea? I'll stick to my Lipton, Cindy. Well, Cindy, guess what? You didn't send me your address, so first of all, please do so, and I'm going to send you some Pu'er tea, and uh, we're going to see if we can't change your mind. But we're also going to answer some of your questions to be more clear about it. First of all, Juping, what actually costs $30,000, and how much tea does that buy, and what is it, and why does it cost so much money in the first place?
1: Okay, so in 2006, there is a one big uh, auction, auction yeah. uh, in China. Yeah. Uh, sells uh, some very aged uh, poor tea. Uh, They're talking about it's almost 100 years old. Right. And the tea all came from uh boat. First, the, somebody bought uh, in Macau, uh, Macau, yeah. Bought so, it in Macau yes. at first. Then they took a bike to mainland of China to okay. do this uh, uh, auction. auction. Yeah. So they sold more than $30,000. Yeah. As uh, the, uh, the newspaper report, uh, you know, in front of page, almost the uh, everywhere. That's a big thing in the, especially for tea industry. Right. Uh, they always say the old as uh, a poor tea, just expensive as the car. <laughs> That's right.
0: And so. and so it's not it's not every day that a puer cake which by the way it's a cake it's about the size of a m- mid-sized book. It's not very big, um but it's not also just a single cup of tea but it's also not a boatload either. It's
1: 350
0: grams. 350 grams, (laughs) so just shy of a pound. Mm. But nonetheless, $30,000, but that is an unusual occurrence. It's like finding Uh. a bottle of wine that is really, really old, (laughs) two Uh. and 300 years old. And I agree, most listeners would not be able to afford that. We were just trying to reference the fact that Mm. it can be expensive, and it's very, very highly prized because of the aged uh, notion of it.
1: Also, the aged are very well. Oh, okay. uh, there are lots of old uh, tea. If you don't know how to age, you may get uh, the mold. Mold right. is bad. Yeah, mold is bad. <laughs> but, uh, but somebody uh,
0: took care of this tea.
1: Yes. So they, ha- they are not mold, and uh, they do have good microbes uh, to change the, this tea into very, very good uh, quality. Uh, for it to for medicinal reason. That's why so rare, uh, because not too many old uh, cake left in the world. That's right. Uh,
0: and, and I want to clarify, and, and she did say old and moldy tea in the question, but the fact is, it isn't moldy. It happens to have microbes, and it's active, and it's, uh, it's it's an amazing flavor. And why would anybody pay that kind of money? Is really because of not only the health benefits, which are substantial, but also an unusual and very, very clean flavor. Cindy, I want to send you some tea so that you can try how great Puerh really is, and then you can tell me if you happen to like it and if it agrees with your palate. If you have a question that you'd like to send to me... Please feel free to do so via email. My email address is steep at com. That's S-T-E-E-P at com. Of course, you can visit us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both the Maya T Company as well as Steeping Around. You can also visit me on my website. That's com. Of course, people can find... Juping and Austin and their website, which is sevencups.com dot com, and that's spelled out s e v e n c u p s dot com. And if you happen to be in Tucson, you should visit their tea house. We're doing the show live from there, and it is a wonderful place to hang out and have tea. Thank you very much, Juping, for joining us this week. And of course, we're definitely going to have you on again because you are like my little tea master. Somebody had to teach this one. So those who follow, I always follow you.
1: Thank you to have me. I continue study though. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll continue my studies, no problem. <laughs> me
1: too.
0: Yeah, that's right. I know we both do that, don't we? I know. It's tea is a never ending journey. Next week we are gonna jump into scented teas. We're gonna cover what a lot of people really love, jasmine teas, and we're gonna go into depth about what makes a jasmine tea so special. Thank you for listening to me this week, and we'll see you next week. Till then, it's been fun steeping around with you.